Hey everybody, my name is Audrey. Welcome to Warriors Bleed. Today is going to be an awesome, awesome episode. I'm with some epic women. Charlotte, Hannah, say hey. Hi. Hey. How are you guys? Amazing. Well, I'm Hannah. Nice. I'm a third year medical student. Let's What's go. Question? Yeah. What's my favorite food? Yeah. Um, that's hard. I, <laughs> if I go to brunch, Creamy mushrooms. Yes. Creamy mushrooms is my go-to. It was so random. I actually did, but they didn't. At have like eight thirty in the morning. Mm. She yeah. loves her mushrooms. <laughs> it was a good feed, actually. No, it was on. Yeah. It was a good shout. What mm. about you, Charlotte? I'm Charlotte. I'm 22. That's kind of weird to say. I'm 22. Um, I work at a head office of a fashion company and customer service. Um, food. I. I do not like mushrooms. At all. <laughs> they taste like rubber. Yeah, they taste <coughs> like dirt. Actually, Con someone told me that they taste squeaky. Why would you eat them without flavouring? Creamy mushrooms. Anyway, sorry, go back. <laughs> um, I like my brunch foods. Yeah. I like brunch. So I like eggs, Benny. Mm. I like a good French toast. I like a cheeky pancake. You just like brunch. Yeah, mm. I'm a brunch girly. Yeah, you're a brunch girly. That's yeah. so true. Well, hey, I'm so excited you guys tuned in. Not tuned in, you guys came. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. We spend like a little bit of our morning together and then now we're doing this. Um, but today's topic, to kind of kick us off, what do you guys understand the waiting season to be? How would you describe it? What does it feel like, sound like, look like to you guys? Well, I would consider myself currently in the waiting period in a few facets of my life. So. I, I think I didn't fully comprehend what waiting on God and waiting for like the next season was kind of like until I stepped into it and like it has been hard but I feel like there's such a beauty to it because you discover the side of God that I don't think you can discover when everything's going great for you mm. like yeah, it's good. in it's in the valley and it's in the moment where you're asking God for all of these things and he's like just wait my child just wait like wait a bit longer and it turns into months and in a long time um, that you begin to grow and there's things that God teaches you and it's not always, I mean most of the time it's not what you think it's going to be and that can be hard and confusing but like waiting, waiting grows you. Mm. I feel like in waiting is when you grow sometimes the most. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I've always really, I don't know how to describe it but my life has always been pretty like neutral if that makes sense like I kind of just go with the flow if things like happen if they if I if opportunities open I'll I'll take them up mm -hmm. um, so for me I've always just been it's just been like standard but um, I'm always I've always been quite comfortable with where I am and now I think like I guess I'll be like the opposite of Charlotte where I'm like I, there's nothing that I'm currently working towards, so I'm not really waiting on anything. But now I want to work towards something. Mm. I want there to be some type of like passion or like um, spark or something like that, some type of ambition. So I've been like in the past season, I've been um, in the season right now, so I've been like praying about like God, give me something to work towards. Like um, so, I've been waiting on God to kind of like talk to me through that, mm. just lis listening out for Him. Yeah. yeah.
I feel like waiting looks different for everyone in terms of what you wait for. Yeah. But it's the same in its frustration. Mm. Like you, like everyone who waits is always like, God, when are you gonna ha like? When is this gonna kick off? Because mm. I'm ready, and I'm sick and tired of sitting around. Mm. And I remember talking to like one of my producers about how I feel like it's my prime time to be like a musician. Like I feel like I should be gigging more. I should be getting more streams. I should be putting out music at least every week or like doing something creative in that realm. And he was talking about how you always kick off two years after you believe you deserved it, and then you realize mm. that's the perfect time. Mm. And and I think it's like. The same with faith, like you pray for a husband at 11, you get it at 25 or mm. 24 or whatever. <clears throat> but 11, the guy in your class that you really think is cute is perfect to you, you know, and, and he's what do you want, no, like, even like I remember when I asked to be a musician, was at 14, 13, when I did my first like public speaking thing, mm. and nothing really started working towards that until I was like 17. And it was a waiting season that I wasn't aware I was in because the desire kind of got put on the back burner. Because, mm -hmm. like, okay, now I've got to figure out what I'm doing next year. Now I've got to go to high school. Oh, I'm moving schools. Oh, I'm moving house. I guess I won't do any of that kind of thing. But the character development that I was being, um, that I was developing, mm -hmm. was what kick-started the musicianship. Mm -hmm. So, like, everything that I needed to learn as a person I was learning, but just not in a way or how I thought you would. So when I became a musician and all of a sudden I was comfortable on stage, I could talk to people, I could communicate my ideas through music, I was like, oh, that kind of just happened. And it's like, when I looked back and like realized what I was doing at 13, 12, I was like, oh, like, God didn't forget my prayer. He just knew that if I wanted to be as great as I want to be, I needed to start here. But I was just thinking, I want to be great. Boom, I'm great, you know? Mm. Well, I didn't yeah. think that I had to put anything into it. Mm. And God's timing's so different to yours, right? Yeah. Like, you you might be like, God, I've been praying this for so long, and it can feel like a long time, but it's just like, he's his timing is so different to yours, and what I've found is quite good is I'll, I'll write my prayers down in like, a, in like a journal or something physical. So every time there's a prayer or something that I've been wanting, I'll write it down, and over time, if you'll start seeing prayers being answered. If you flick through, you'll be like, oh God, my black answered this, he answered that. Mm. And it's all that, like it, it takes a while sometimes. Sometimes it'll be the next week, but sometimes it'll be like a couple of years, like you said. Yeah, mm. wow, like God actually does work. Mm. But you only see that in hindsight. A hundred percent. And I feel like sometimes you're praying for a house, but God wants to give you a mansion. Mm. So you're like, oh God, I'm so prepared for this house. I like have the skill set for this house. But he's like, no, you need to wait because I'm going to give you a mansion. Mm. And like, if you come into this mansion with the skill set of a house, it's going to crumble. Yeah. So you need to wait because I'm giving you something better and greater. I'm putting you into bigger positions, more leadership, I'm giving you more opportunities, but if I put you in that now, you're gonna struggle, Yeah. but because I'm giving you this waiting period to build up your skill set and to put you through struggle and strife so that you can grow in these places that you're weaker in, yeah. then you can step into that mansion and fully like walk into God's glory and God's mm. purpose for your life. Um, which is super amazing and like it's super awesome to see in hindsight to look back and be like wow like look where I am look where I was God so moved I couldn't have even possibly imagined it and sometimes it's hard when you're in waiting to look forward and be like 
you know, there's something greater yeah. I don't see. Because we never see the full picture of God. Mm -hmm. None of us can see it. None of us can even comprehend it. But, like, once you kind of start to think about God's purpose for our lives and how it's not even comprehensible, mm -hmm. you, you can start to build that faith of, like, I don't know what my mansion's going to look like, but God's preparing it for me right now, and that's okay. Yeah. I think appearance versus reality is a huge part of it. Like, I remember when I wanted to be a pastor, and then I did life alongside a pastor. Mm. Two completely phenomenons. They're, they're not fake, they're not two-faced. It's just what I thought a pastor was, mm. and what it actually is. Mm. Two yeah. different phenomenons, mm. you know? And I think that God, of course, knows that it is two different things, right? Like, it's like, it's like when you join the music industry, and you think it's all about, yeah. you know, money, travel, and good times. And then you try to be a musician, and yeah. you pour five grand into something, and it's 10 years before yeah. you ever get that back, you mm. know? Like, and I think that, that's the bit that we miss about waiting. It's like you go, God, oh, I went, God, I want to be a pastor. And I still want to be a pastor, you know? But it's like, um, he knows that a pastor is emotive, a pastor mm. is sensitive, a pastor is able to get up at 12 and go pray for that mm. person who's just been hospitalized. A pastor is in the word, like a pastor's theology, theology is crazy and they're intellectual and they're hungry. Mm. and. Some of those things I'm not. You call me at 12 a.m., I'm out, you know? Like, out as in asleep and out as in, in these streets. You know, both, you know? <laughs>
Mm. And that's the reality of it. And God's like, no, that, that's what you're going to get. And yeah. you just have to be okay with that. And that's the hardest part. Mm. Yeah. Especially if what you're waiting on, everyone around you is receiving. And I think yeah. sometimes God does that. Like, um, like if everyone's getting jobs and you aren't getting a job or if everyone's getting into relationships and you aren't getting into a relationship that's hard because you want to celebrate with the people that you love but you're also like sad and you're like god where's where's mine like i'm happy that they got theirs but where's yeah, mine yeah. and you have to accept that like your timing is not the same as their timing and it's all different and sometimes like you may want what they have but god has something different and like better for you that will come along later yeah mm -hmm. and yeah. that's hard to kind of settle into i think submission and obedience were the two things god has definitely definitely been teaching me this year mm. and I, I wish i stepped into it sooner mm. i wish the minute he asked me to be obedient I, mean, I just did it because mm. it's like i spent so much time having that tension with him and then when i did it life was like this breeze like it was it was the most it's the most beautiful plateau I've ever been at in my mm. life because I, I am not, like, I go, I am going through tough times and the people around me are going through really tough times, but it's almost like this weird floaty piece. Mm. Like, I'm just kind of, you know, I have this image in my head and it's like, you know when you kind of walk to a bench park mm. and there's a man sitting there mm. and then you kind of sit with him and then you chill out and then you get back up and mm. you keep walking. That's kind of what it's like submitting to God. Mm. It's like, listen, I just need a checkpoint. I need to come. I need to sit down. I need to experience you as someone who doesn't just go to war with me. Mm. That was huge. I wanted to, I feel like God is beautiful to me and Jesus is beautiful to me because he showed up as somebody who just wanted to sit next to me on a bench park. And that's huge. That's the one thing I miss about my dad, mm -hmm. you know? So find out how God shows up in your life and just go for it. Just submit. It's mm -hmm. the easiest submission. Submitting to God is easier than submitting to your husbands. <laughs> but I heard a really good argument to that. Okay. And you know how the first part is like, husbands love, love your wives like yeah. Christ love the church. Mm -hmm. And Madison was like, if a man is trying to love you like that, wouldn't submission be easy because no, he's, he's trying to love you like Christ did that's so hard you reckon to love like Christ yeah yeah because God like Christ loves you so much it's like it's you can't explain it yeah mm. so to be able to love someone like that and loving's not just a feeling right like it's a doing yeah there is so much that you would need to be able to do if the person you're loving like annoys you like you might not like them in that moment you might hate them, but you have to love on them. You have to like still provide for them. You need to yeah. care for them. You need to listen to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like when you don't like someone, you don't want to listen to them. You just want yeah. to leave. Yeah. And so like loving on someone, that's I think that's a very like weighty thing that you need to do. But yeah. I guess when people read it, they might just oh, yeah I love you. That's easy. But submitting, I don't want to listen to you. Yeah. And if you like. If you're loving someone, you basically are submitting to them too, because you need a, it's that communication, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think it is like it is harder. I think at the end of the day, we're all trying to love like Christ. Yeah. You know, and so, and I also think that when I learned what the word submit means, and that society connotated it with like being a doormat, not having an opinion, mm -hmm. being 
uh, what's the word, meek. Yeah. You know, which isn't true. Like, God's not saying, I don't know how to explain God's it. God's not saying have no opinion. Yeah. He's just saying, like, like if, if your husband loved you, then he would respect you and he would listen to your opinions. So yeah. you can still submit to them, but you can give your opinion and you can have that respect there, have mm. those conversations. Mm. But you, you talk to them and you're like, hey, this is what I think. And then they can, well, they're supposed to be the head, right? They're supposed to guide you as well. So you want to be able to have that respect there, have those conversations. Mm. Yeah. If it's a Christ-filled relationship, he is going to be seeking advice from you just as you're seeking advice mm. from him. Like, he is the head of the house, but, like, you submit to him, but he respects and loves you. And I think that's a, just a part of love. Like, when you love someone, you can be vulnerable with them. You can ask them questions. You can show your weaknesses. Um, it's all just, like, submission is a part of love. I think it's a, it's a cyclical service. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, um, all the, the amazing examples of relationships I have, especially at my, the first church I ever went to. I'll never forget it. The, they're senior pastors now, but, I mean, they leave the church now, but they were down at the front, I was on worship, and their baby, did the, uh, their newborn, did this weird flip off the stairs. It was really funny. Um, and they were laughing about it, and they were like, oh my gosh, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that, I saw that. <laughs> and they've been married for time, they have four kids. You know, and to me, why that's all, and that was like two years ago, but that's always, always stuck with me because mm -hmm. it's like the moment, the moment in time in which society will tell you love burns out, they were still laughing. You know, they were still like four kids down, and the husband's like, babe, do you see that? Yeah, I saw that. It's hilarious. You know, mm -hmm. and like he raves on about how beautiful his wife is and like everything like that. And, and so I feel like when you look at people through the lens of Christ, there's this element of beauty to them always, mm. you know, because like God is, things are beautiful always, mm. you know, and so it's like whether you gain weight, whether you lose weight, mm. whether your hair falls out, you know, whether you can't speak, whether, you know, I have to serve you for a long time, it's like that's okay, you know, mm. and, I, and I think that's what I, the more I learned about positive, healthy relationships, that word wasn't as negative and disgusting as it was in the beginning mm. you know it was kind of like a oh but if he's serving me then yeah i'll serve him you know like or if he's trying to like you were saying like he's not condescending he doesn't he honors you he respects mm. you he pours mm. onto you then you want to do that back and then it's just this never-ending mm. cycle of people who are giving and giving and giving mm. you know which i think is super cool mm. and i love like I think it was a story of this guy and he said he's been married to like 10 women in his lifetime. Everyone was like, what? But then he was like, because like I've been married to my wife for like 60 odd years and throughout that mm. time she has changed so much because you know, you oh, grow, wow. you change, so he feels he like... He switched it real quick. <laughs> no, it was really <laughs> sweet. <laughs> it was like, he was like, just listen. <laughs> he was like, you know, each season of her life, he's seen her grow and change and strengthen yeah. different capacities. And so that's been so like interesting for of their course, marriage because like, you know, she's not gonna stay the same, he's not gonna stay the same. And it's a beautiful thing to like constantly be getting to know your spouse and like mm. the, the the season that you're in and the season that you enter next and i think mm. if you just have that like openness and wonder to like constantly like get to know your spouse i feel like marriage doesn't 
won't get boring. Like some people are like, oh, marriage gets boring, but no, it doesn't have to be. You can choose for it not to be boring. Yeah. And then it's not boring. You know, it's up to you guys and how much intentionality and vulnerability and communication that you mm. sow into the relationship and you sow into God as a, like a couple, and that's what you get out of it. I feel like it comes back to what you said, like loving when you don't feel like it. That's almost 80% of all love. Yeah. Our family, friendship, co-workers, colleagues, people you lead, worship, church, whatever alongside. It's loving them when you had a crap day. It's loving them when their breath stinks. It's loving them when they irritate you. Or, you know, it's, it's loving them when they, they have a bad day and they take it out on you. Mm. It's still coming back to the fact that it's like, okay, you know what? At the end of the day, you are going to fall because you're human. But I'm going to do everything I can to help you up. Yeah, and, and keep you back on the narrow path and like, mm -hmm. like point you back to Jesus. And like, I think that's so important. It's like sometimes I think when we get into relationships, that becomes all we kind of focus on. But I think even more, Christ should be in the middle of it because it's like, mm -hmm. This is crunch time, you know? So I've heard. So I've heard. <laughs> Not I've from never personal dated. experience. No, never from personal experience. <laughs> I feel like I've learned so many things about myself and I think more so I've learned more about like God and like how God is working in my life and how God works in people's lives I think the fact that like I think almost I did have this idea in the back of my head that God was a bit like a vending machine mm -hmm. like I don't think I fully believe that but there was that kind of inkling of oh if I just pray a bit more then, if I just mm -hmm. worship a bit more if I just love God and people more like I will get what I want but like I've realized that like you know I'm not always gonna get what I want and I haven't been getting anything that I want this year and that's become at first it wasn't okay with me and there was a lot of conversations with God in the car and being quite upset and frustrated and just pouring out my feelings before him but like I'm okay with that now I'm okay with not getting what I want and my life is still hopeful and joyful Good. and great regardless of what I have and I don't have and yeah. I think that's a hard listen especially because mm. I'm someone who likes to plan out my life like mm. I know that I want to do marriage counseling in the future so that's something that like will have to be something on my mm. future husband's heart as well um, I know that I want to do something to do with fashion I know that I want to do music I know that I want to do something pastoral I have all of these dreams and ideas and I want to just check them off like check boxes because mm. I'm an organizer I'm mm. a communicator <laughs> yeah I like to tick things off but God doesn't always work the same way that we work and God 100%. definitely does not have the same mindset that yeah. we have all the time. So I think I have had to realize, like, I can go with the flow. I can yeah. not check some of those things off. Like, I can get to my, the end of my life yeah. and not have done all of those things, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're not doing anything. Like, you're not, it's not that yeah. you're not working towards getting these things. Yeah. Like, you're, you're praying for it and you're working towards it, and that's why it's so frustrating because you're like, I'm putting in the effort, God. Why right. am I not getting yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like... God, like I'm qualified for it. Why am I not getting it? Mm. And that's the hard part. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I feel like I was listening to something. Like if we kind of take waiting 
and not look at it the way the world looks at it or success in that same token. Because I had the same crossroad. I was like, Jesus, I want to be a, a, magan, a magazine designer. I want to be a writer. I want to be a journalist. I want to be a foster mom. I want to be a mom. Mm. I want to be a wife. I want to be a musician. I want to be a rock star. I want to be a worship leader. I want to be a missionary wife. I want to build houses in Africa. I want to um, provide for my mom so she never has to work again. I want to start a woman's refuge. I want to start a woman's and children refuge. I want to start a youth camp. I want to start a youth building. I want hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things. Mm. And I remember one time when I was writing down a list mm. of what I wanted in a husband. And this was like the one and only time I've ever written that list. Mm. I've, I was mm -hmm. under the Holy Spirit. I did 13 pages. And then the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. I was like, yes, 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 yes. And you know what the Holy Spirit told me? Now be that. Yeah, I wrote like it, right? 13 pages. And the Holy Spirit was like, scrap it. Are you that? Mm. And I was like, that's not what this is about. Because <laughs> that's exactly what this is about. Why would I give you a God-fearing man if you're not a God-fearing woman? You're going to cause him to stumble. You know, why would I put you in, in leading children who are Jesus freaks if you're not a Jesus freak? You're going to cause him to stumble. And it was the same with all these lists. It was like, God, I want this and this and this and this and this and this. But I wasn't a great friend. I wasn't a great leader. I, I wasn't somebody who was consistently praying and desiring Christ. And I also realized all of those desires were God's. Mm. None of them came from me. Mm. Like they're, they're from me, but I'm the vessel who executes mm. the like, desire rather than desire and the vessel being completely mine, you know? And all of those things came up because I fell in love with God. And the more I fell in love with Him, mm. the more I fell in love with the youth, and the more I fell in love with the woman and, and helping abused emotionally, physically abused woman and the more I fell in love with God I fell in love with his children so now I want to minister to you know and it's like oh this is what it is okay I get it this is what it's like to be in love with God and how you, if you're in love with God you really can't it's very difficult to not love people because that's what he's obsessed with he's like I want all of you back you know he's a fallen planet but I want all of you you know what I mean what's one scripture that's carried you through your waiting season oh I actually She's wanted to ready. touch on this. Okay, Let me pull it. it up because um, I'm still memorizing this one. Okay. So I'll just pull it up first. Um, my favorite verse is actually, Be still and know that I am God. Mm. I don't know where, I can't remember exactly where it's from, but that's like my I favorite. think it's Exodus. I think. But that's like my favorite verse. So it's like, I guess, guess like through, just through everything, like being still, listening into God. Like, being still is kind of like waiting on him as well. But, yeah, like, as much as you just, like, say still and do, it's not, it's not saying, like, do nothing. To me, being still is kind of like, be at peace. Mm -hmm. Have that peace that you know that God's working. And then, like I said before, you're, you're still putting the effort in to work towards something. But it's that, like, internal peace as well. Mm -hmm. And just trusting that God's got you. He's going he's gonna to help you through it. Or he's gonna mm -hmm. like for me. I want I want to have some type of like um, ambition. Like okay, like he'll he'll give it to me when the timing's right. When he mm -hmm. thinks that I need to like change change my season, change my perspective on things. Like he'll do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that scripture is really interesting because a lot of scripture is quite if it's not encouraging, it's quite active. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's just like, going to all the nations, but see many in my name. You're like, oh, oh wait, we're gonna go, you know, type thing. Or even the fruits of the Holy Spirit is kind of action things, like be kind, be caring, be da 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 da, -da have self-control. So I think be still is quite an interesting one because it, it, it reminds you to kind of sit, like you were saying, at that plateau part of the mountain. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's something I always forget because like, for me, I associate sometimes productivity or working in God's purpose with how busy I am. And God always forces me to take rest. He yeah. absolutely hits me with some disease no one's heard about <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been around for like three decades. And he goes, yeah, give it to Audrey. I'm like, oh, me. <laughs> yeah, because like, I have arthritis. Oh. And that for me was like, every time my inflammation flares, I'm like, ah, I've done it again. I've done it again. <laughs> What about you, Charlotte? So I visited a church down in Tauranga, actually, mm. um, Curate, and the pastor who spoke was talking about, oh, I can't remember what the message was about, but he read out a psalm, so it's Psalm 23, um, and it just really kind of spoke to the season that I'm in, and mm. so he said that like when he was in like a particular season where he was going through it, um, he would read the psalm like over himself every day, so I started kind of speaking it over myself whenever I remember, but um, it's quite a beautiful psalm. It's it's quite peaceful. Um, it kind of talks about the peace of God. Um, you want me to read it? Okay. So the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Mm. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I really love that. I think the fact that it touches on you know god being our shepherd that we're in green pastures and like the first part of that psalm is quite like peaceful like mm. quiet waters refreshing the soul and then it kind of talks about how even if you're walking through the darkest valley like god's beside you mm. and i feel like that contrast is so beautiful and it kind of paints a picture of what waiting is like because like even though you know you may be in the fire like you may be being purified in some ways and not getting what you want and maybe struggling in some ways through this waiting period and you feel like you're in a dark valley like you're also in the green pastures and your your soul is also being refreshed like you can be both um yeah i just feel like that was such a it painted a picture of where i felt that i was and yeah. then i feel like i could really settle into kind of like knowing that i am going through a valley but i'm mm. also in the green pastures with God yeah. and he's refreshing my soul. I feel yeah. like that kind of gave me like a picture of like sometimes God will like drop out the floor beneath you and like you're meant to fall but he also provides you with a rope mm. and like the I think it's the Hebrew word for hope is tikvah I'm pretty sure 
don't quote me on that. But basically... <laughs> if I search it up and it's wrong, I'll, t I'll cut it out. No, 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 you gotta keep it in. <laughs> don't Jimmy Kimmel me! Sorry. Um, but the, uh, another meaning for rope in that, like, in that word is also hope. And I feel like, kind of like a picture would be like, the floor drops out from beneath you. So your foundations feel like they've been shattered, but God is like placing a rope before you. You get to hold on. And for a moment, you are just holding on for dear life. You're not moving, you're just holding. And then he pulls you up. Mm -hmm. And then he puts you on stronger foundations, on a new floor and a new building, and it's safer and better than like what you had before. And he's pulled that floor out beneath you because there's something better, mm -hmm. you know? But it's that rope pulling up moment where you're like, oh my gosh, the floor is, there's no floor beneath me. Like, I can't let go. And I feel like that's when your faith really, if you let it, it really grows because, yeah. you know, you're holding on for that, onto that rope for dear life. And like, God is your hope, God is your firm foundation. Mm. Um, so I feel like waiting is hard, but also waiting is so beautiful and you get to you get to like be in stronger relationship with God and that's something that like I would not trade for the world. Like I wouldn't trade this waiting period for anything. Like if God had just handed all the stuff that I have been praying for on a silver platter, like I would not have been worthy of it. I mean not mm. that I'm ever worthy of it. But like the skills that God is building in me makes me far more capable to take that stuff on when he does give it to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really good, Charlotte.